This message comes from NPR sponsor, The Pitchfork Review. It's the podcast for the music obsessed, the music curious, and everyone in between. Listen to The Pitchfork Review and hear music differently. Find new episodes every Friday at midnight. Happy Friday, everyone, from All Songs Considered and NPR Music. I'm Robin Hilton. It is New Music Friday, just that glorious time of the week when a whole bunch of new albums come out. I am joined this time by NPR Music's Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. And Lars Gottrich. Hey, Robin. And uh, we're doing a quick run through the best new albums out on November 9th, starting with Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers and their new album, Bot to Rot. Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers. The album is Bought to Rot. The song is Born in Black. And Stephen, uh, Lord Jane Grace, probably best known as the guitarist and singer for uh, Against Me. Yeah. And uh, what's she doing on this one with the Devouring Mothers? Yeah, Lord Jane Grace has had an incredibly busy and intense bunch of years. She came out as trans in 2012 and then put out a couple of Against Me's best albums, Transgender Dysphoria Blues and Shapeshift With Me. And with this new band, Lord Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers, she's got an opportunity to kind of stretch out a little bit outside of the constrictions of this band for which she's best known. There are some big, intense anthems, but there's also like kind of sunnier kind of odes to friendship. She's trying a, b- a bunch of new different things. I think in part because the stakes are a little bit lower with this record. I do think you're right about this being expansive, but it's also the most loose I've mm-hmm. ever heard Laura Jane Grace in yeah. a really long time. Yeah. I think that has to do with a lot with uh, the pared down band that she's brought here. Well, she's got a lot of humor on this, and I think some of the things you're, you're both talking about could be... Um, just that she's more comfortable with where she is in her life right yeah. now, yeah. in a better place, maybe. Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers, the album is Batara, and I want to go to a record that I couldn't be more thrilled to have <laughs> on this week, and it's, it's a new album I never thought would see the light of day. Uh, it is from The Glands, a band called The Glands. The record is Double Coda.
And this is Ross Shapiro singing here. I just hear his voice and it, it makes my heart flutter. It really does. <laughs> I just love this band so much. And uh, the band is The Glands. This album is Double Coda. And Lars, you, I know you dearly love this band too. And I certainly think of them as one of the all-time greats. And yet so few people have ever heard them. I mean, that's the headline every time you hear about The Glands. It's like, the greatest band you've never heard of. Right. The Glands were a band that existed in the late 90s through the early 2000s, fronted by Ross Shapiro. And they put out two really incredible records, including a self-titled record in the year 2000. And especially that 2000 record was kind of like this crowning masterpiece that unfortunately was released on a record label that went out of business months later. Yeah. Right. And fans like us were waiting, waiting and waiting. When's the next record coming? And it just never happened. And then I guess it was two years ago in 2016, Ross Shapiro... The singer passed away. He died of lung cancer at the age of 53. And uh, they did an interview with Flagpole, which is the Alt Weekly in Athens, Georgia. And he said in the interview, I've been writing songs all along. Yeah. It's like, I, I never stopped. But what is so incredible now is that we have a double album's worth yeah. of new songs. <laughs> 23 and, songs. 23 songs. Every one of them great. <laughs> and, and, and it is. It's like, what do we play from this record? Well, you could, and any one of them would be good. The band is The Glands. The album is Double Coda. Let's go to Charles Bradley, uh, another beloved artist we lost too soon. Charles Bradley and his album, Black Velvet. Charles Bradley is the singer. The album is Black Velvet, and as I mentioned um, before, he died just last year. Yeah, Charles Bradley died last year. He would have been 70 this past Monday, just uh, this week, and they were able to pull together 10 songs from the sessions that produced his last three albums. They pulled them together to, to make this record that's kind of a tribute to his life. And it's a it's a mishmash. You know, some of it's original material, some of it's covers. There's a cover of Stay Away by Nirvana. Yeah. There's a cover of, uh, of Heart of Gold by Neil Young. Right. Um, you mentioned that uh, you, you said they put this final album together and the they in this case is a, a group of his friends and family mm -hmm. and it's a real labor of love and uh, I think that Charles Bradley just had a, just this incomparable spirit. Yeah, Charles Bradley had a fascinating story. You know, he had an extremely long run-up to fame and went through long stretches of extreme poverty and struggle. He worked for many years as a James Brown impersonator. As right. uh, you, you would not be surprised if you've ever seen him live. And then in the past few years, he finally had this opportunity to become a national touring musician with a, with a huge following. We had him on our South by Southwest yeah. Stubbs lineup a few years back and he put on this absolutely electric dynamite live performance he was such an incredible showman i remember seeing that performance at south by on our showcase and there was just so much genuine unconditional love for everyone in that audience from him and gratitude i was i have in all caps <laughs> in my notes his songs burst with gratitude, gratitude. I, I really think that is an important part of what makes his music indelible 
And that's Charles Bradley. The album is called Black Velvet. Stephen, uh, you and Lars will be back in the second half of the show with a few more albums for this week's New Music Friday. But first, there are a couple of monster records that are celebrating their 50th anniversary. The first is the White Album from the Beatles. There's just this incredible 50th anniversary edition of that record out today on November 9th. And we're going to have a whole separate show next week to talk about it. Bob Boylan talked with Giles Martin about how he remixed the album. So on Tuesday, we'll hear that conversation and we'll play rare outtakes and some of the new mixes that were done for the uh, deluxe edition of the White Album. Uh, But the other album that has a a deluxe edition out today, the other album that's turning 50 is Electric Ladyland from Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix is the artist. This is Electric Ladyland and uh, the 50th anniversary deluxe edition. This is the remastered version of the song Crosstown Traffic that we're hearing. And uh, here to talk about this one is the head of NPR Music, Lauren Anki. Welcome. Hey, Robin. 50 years old, and I'm listening to this thinking it sounds as alive and vital as anything. Best hit ever with a kazoo in it, for sure, (laughs) also. Yeah, I mean, this record, Hendrix's third full studio album, only, he only ever released three before he passed but it comes at the end of about 18 months of just a juggernaut of Jimi Hendrix exploding on the pop scene as he did in spring of 67 and this record comes out in fall of 68 so think about that it's three albums in that really short period and he's on tour and blowing up across Europe and then in the United States after Monterey Pop So what can people expect in this deluxe edition? They've really packed it full of lots of goodies. Yeah, there's a remastered version of the album itself, which just sounds spectacular. And you hear the work that Hendrix and the great engineer Eddie Kramer were doing in the studio, really as collaborators, experimenting with sound and how it it really moves around and doing really interesting things with his guitar and sound effects and multi-tracks and all of that. There's all kinds of demos and early versions, lots of just Hendrix noodling around on his guitar. Let's hear one of those demos where it's just Hendrix and his guitar. This is an early version of the song Long Hot Summer Night, and it was recorded at the Drake Hotel in New York in 1968. When It's 
Something else cool that you hear in this record and you heard in the original as well is you hear both his, I think as you said, his past and his future kind of coming together. For years before Hendrix emerged at Monterey with this wild, freaky, psychedelic rock sound, he was in R&B bands. He backed up the Isley Brothers and Little Richard, and he knows R&B and soul really, really well. And on Electric Ladyland, you know, he's covering a song by Earl King, Come On. You hear him sing falsetto like Curtis Mayfield in Electric Ladyland. And on Rainy Day, Dream Away, where Buddy Miles, who ends up in the Band of Gypsies, where Hendrix is going next, is on drums. And you hear him really bringing out that R&B and jazz sound that you imagine him doing in countless clubs in New York on countless nights in, say, 65 and 66. Let's hear a demo version of Rainy Day, Dream Away. record is Electric Ladyland. This is uh, the deluxe 50th anniversary edition of this album from Jimi Hendrix. Thanks so much, Lauren. Thank you, Robin. We've still got a whole bunch of great music to talk about in the second half of the show, but first let's take a short break and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor MailChimp. MailChimp does so much more than email. They've outgrown their name. With automation, ad campaigns, and audience management, MailChimp can help your business outgrow its name too. Not just mail, MailChimp. Sam Sanders here. This week I'm talking to Abby Jacobson. You know her from her Comedy Central show, Broad City. We're going to talk about a solo cross-country road trip Abby took recently and why she wrote a book all about it. That is on the latest episode of It's Been a Minute from NPR. It's New Music Friday from All Songs Considered, and we're looking at the best albums out on November 9th. We start the second half of the show off with just this beautiful new record from Golden Hornet and cellist Jeffrey Ziegler. It's called The Sound of Science. This is Golden Hornet with the cellist Jeffrey Ziegler, and uh, the album is The Sound of Science. Uh, here to talk about this one is NPR Music's Tom Heisinger. Hey, Robin. Uh, Golden Hornet is, uh, they're like a collective or a nonprofit group that commissions original work. Right. They, they, they like to call themselves an Austin-based composer laboratory. Laboratory. But the star here really is Jeffrey Ziegler. He's a new music cellist. You may know his name as the cellist of the Kronos Quartet for about eight years. And uh, the record is really great. It pairs up music and science, eight new compositions that are inspired by eight different scientists. And the music is all for solo cello and electronics. And you've got inspiration from famous like uh, climatologists, astronomers, chemists, mathematicians. And the, uh, the music that started us out here is called Quest. 
and it's by Felipe Perez Santiago, and it's based on the uh, work of the astronomer Jill Tarter. But the song I'd like to move on over to is um, about the brain, and I think that when you hear it, you'll know why it's about the brain. It's from Graham Reynolds. He's an Austin-based composer. He's written some film music for Richard Linklater, another Austin-based guy. The music is based on the neuroscientist Kristen Harris, and she tries to understand the synaptic plasticity in the hippocampus. That's the sound of your brain, Robin. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, can, it is, I can hear uh, the synapses firing in there and all the pulsing electronics and everything. Oh, it's really nice. It's Jeffrey Ziegler, the cellist, and manipulating the electronics, too, in music of Graham Reynolds. It's called The Brain, and it's from this cool new record called The Sound of Science. Love it. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Robin. There is another album out on November 9th that pairs science and string arrangements, really just a name only. It's an album called String Theory, and it comes from the band Hanson. The band is Hanson. The album is String Theory. And for this one, we go back to Stephen Thompson and Lars Gottridge. There are so many artists, Stephen, who are doing this sort of... Um, band with uh, strings. Band with strings, sort of as a way to either reboot their careers or, or their catalogs. And while I, th- I, w- I will say, while it's very easy to dismiss this as a, a gimmick or <laughs> just a marketing device... It did make me sort of hear the songwriting in a different way, and it made me realize, you know, like, these guys really know how to write a song. They always have. You know, Hanson broke through in the in the 90s uh, with an album called Middle of Nowhere. It came out in 1997. And uh, they had a gigantic hit with a song called Mbop. And generally, other than their fans, people were like, oh, it's a boy band. Right. And this is the only thing. This is the last we'll ever hear. First and last time we'll hear them. And they must not write their own songs and blah, blah, blah. They've always written their own songs. They've put together a a catalog that now spans a quarter of a century. They're still only in their 30s. And the arrangements on this record are by David Campbell, who's won an Oscar and is also Beck's Beck's dad. dad. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of talent and effort that went into making these just big, stately, orchestral versions of songs that have really held up well over, over the years. 
Hansen is the band. The album is String Theory. We're going to completely change gears here and go to the music of Meg Baird and Mary Lattimore. Uh, they're collaborating on a new album called Ghost Forests. This is Meg Baird and Mary Lattimore. The album is Ghost Forest. This song we're hearing is called Damaged Sunset. Uh, Meg Baird is the singer and guitarist, and Mary Lattimore, a classically trained harpist. Lars, I think those little high little note things, they almost sound like they're a synth. They're actually her on the harp. Uh, yeah, Meg Baird and Mary Lattimore are, in my world, giants of psychedelic music. And th- this record has kind of been in the making for many, many years. They've been friends, they are friends in the Philly scene for years, but Meg now lives in the Bay Area and uh, she's been there for five years and Mary lives in LA, but while she was in California, she was there, she was in San Francisco for a residency. And Meg took her to uh, this exhibit of the MoMA there in San Francisco to show her very specifically this painting by Don Dudley called Rainbow Series. And if you can imagine kind of almost a collage of colors coming down of a rainbow that looks like it's just fading into the sunset. That was kind of the impetus for them to think about how they were going to collaborate on a record. And so a lot of these songs come from improvisations that they did in the studio. And these songs kind of took on an embryonic form and they slowly pieced them into songs. And Meg wrote the lyrics to these songs in 15 minutes. Oh, Oh, wow. Meg Baird and Mary Lattimore are the artists, and their album is called Ghost Forests. We've got one more album to talk about this week, but there are a handful of other notable releases we should mention. The Jay Fernandez record, the psych pop record from Jay Fernandez called Occasional Din that we had on All Songs Considered recently is out today, as is the album Elastic Days by Jay Mascus. Jay Fernandez and Jay Mascus both have new albums out today. If you want to know where half the songs that get stuck in your head for the next two years come from, there is a new Imagine Dragons record (laughs) called Origins out uh, this Friday. Also, a, a new album by the arena rock band Muse. The album is called Simulation Theory. And finally, I want to recommend a record called Yes, Sleep Well Death by Tom Adams, who performs these kind of swoopily dramatic and lovely kind of soaring songs in the spirit of like a Sugar Rose or a Jeff Buckley. Bob Boylan is a huge fan of this uh, of this guy. Tom Adams, the album is called Yes, Sleep Well Death. If you like shambolic, shuffly indie pop that may be inspired by the sounds of New Zealand yesteryear, I'd highly recommend the record. You can get there from here by a group called Rays, R-A-Y-S. And Boy Genius, the debut EP, gets its physical release today. That's Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus, and Phoebe Bridgers 
All those albums out on November 9th, along with our final record for this week's New Music Friday. It comes from Lil Peep. The album is Come Over When You're Sober, Part 2. This little peep, the album is Come Over When You're Sober, Part 2. And um, as I'm listening to this, I'm realizing that about half of our show is comprised of oh, artists yeah. we lost too soon. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, Charles Bradley, yeah. Ross Shapiro, and Lil Peep in one week. One uh, week. A lot of posthumous uh, recordings, uh, unfortunately. Lil Peep died uh, in November of last year uh, from a, a drug overdose. He sang and rapped a lot about drug use and depression, and and you know, hear the darkness come through in in so many of of his lyrics. He was a huge up and coming star in the world of SoundCloud rap, as it as it's often called, but yeah. really more like like emo rap. Uh, his yeah. music really blended hip-hop sounds with sampled riffs from emo bands, and so he kind of straddled both of those scenes. He really seemed to be on the on the verge of something when he died so senselessly and, tra- and tragically. His death ruled an accident, and I think he was only 21, 21, 21 years old. This is a, a companion piece, this album, Come Over When You're Sober, Part 2, Uh, to his record that came out last year, Come Over When You're Sober, Part 1. And a lot of the songs on this record were all recorded around that same time. He left behind a a laptop full of sound files, which are now being pulled together by this kind of close-knit group of collaborators. So my guess is we'll be hearing posthumous little peep records for some time to come. Come Over When You're Sober, Part 2 is the album, one of many, many great releases out on November 9th as we barrel towards the end of the year. We've only got a few more shows to do. Not really much comes out in December, so we'll be taking a break then, but we've got to get through the rest of November yet. Thank you, Stephen Thompson. Thank you, Robin. And Lars Gottrich. Thank you. A reminder to tell your friends about the program and follow me on Twitter at N-P-R-O-B-I-N. To see a list of the albums we talked about, check out the podcast description for this episode. You can also go to npr.org slash allsongs. You can hear full versions of the songs we featured from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in the new Music Friday playlist from NPR Music. Go to npr.org slash Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of great music.